Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tenderness see? Who through life has been my guide? Any of us who look after, who go after the things of the world, who go after the things of the enemy, and we forget the things of God. It will happen to any one of us. And it doesn't just mean in some big backsliding way. Do you understand? Whenever there's a sin in your life where you have rebellion, where you run away from God, like Elimelech and Naomi, like this family did, when you run away from God and you look for the enemy's sustenance or you just refuse to hear God, bitterness will come into your life. It doesn't have to be, again, it doesn't have to be this big backsliding moment. It might be your pride. It might be gossip. It might be hatred or anger or bitterness. All of these things, bitterness itself is a sin, deep sin. But every sin that we hold on to and we refuse to give to God, that we run from God, In that area, I promise you, bitterness will form. But God loves you enough not to keep you bitter. Do you know when you're a child of the king, he loves you enough? He loved Naomi enough not to keep her bitter. Naomi wouldn't stay bitter. He wouldn't allow her to wallow in her bitterness. And we read there in chapter 2 that she gets a glimmer of hope. In chapter 2, we read early on of this man named Boaz, a wealthy man of high character. And remember, Ruth just happened to be gleaning his field. And Reboaz just happened to show up. I talked about all of God's divine providence. His hand is always working in the natural. Even today, among all of your distractions and the holiday and everything that's going on, God is working in your life in ways you can't understand. And imagine when we get to heaven and we get to see that full layout of how many, God, how many times uh, God intervened in your life in the most littlest, smallest whispers and ways. We have no idea how much he loves us. But here's the thing. God had injected a glimmer of hope. And remember, the laws of Israel allowed people of Israel, the poor, the needy, the fatherless, the widows, to glean the fields of the rich. The rich were to give the corners of their field to glean. And remember, it was good for both parties. It was good for the poor because it gave them dignity. They could work for their food. And it worked for the rich because it helped them be generous and giving. It's this beautiful system. And remember, Naomi went there to pick up the scraps to glean, or I'm sorry, Ruth, because she was faithful. And she went there for her and Naomi both to get them food. And remember, Boaz gave her favor. And he said, don't glean in any other field. Just glean this field. And he also gave her water to drink, which was for his servants, not for the gleaners. And that was a beautiful picture of our Lord who gives us water to drink. And if you drink the water of the Lord, you will never thirst again. And one thing, you know, I've been talking to several people in the last few weeks, and it always comes down to the same thing. Jesus has to be enough. When Jesus isn't enough in your life is when you start to, you know, uh, when you start to fight and wrestle with God. 
When Jesus isn't enough, then you have to look at all these other external things to please you and to satisfy you. When Jesus isn't enough, church will never be enough. The Bible will never be enough. The next move of God will never be enough. Jesus has to be enough. You have to love Jesus more than any sin you're holding on to. You have to. And know this, he alone satisfies. When Jesus is enough and you drink from that well, you will be content. You'll be satisfied. You'll stop making people around you miserable. (laughs) I only speak from experience because that's my testimony. One day, it just hit me. He is truly enough. He's enough. What else is there, friends? Jesus is enough. But he also gave her, remember this, he gave her protection and provision in his field. He told her to stay there and she'd be protected and provided for. And remember, Ruth was overwhelmed with this because she didn't understand why this stranger, this man she didn't know, would give her such favor. And that word for favor is the same word of grace. It's grace. It's unmerited, unearned, undeserved favor, which is such a beautiful picture of our Lord. He has given you and I so much grace. We don't deserve it. We deserve hell. We deserve hell. Merry Christmas. (laughs) But it's true, isn't it? We deserve hell. Mercy is not getting what we deserve. He gave us mercy. We're not going to hell, but grace is getting what we don't deserve. Unmerited, unearned, undeserved favor. And we are getting all of that and more. The Lord is so sufficient. He is all we need. And he has a perfect plan for your life. And not only that, he has an excellent plan for your eternal life. He's enough. But remember this. We see the heart of Ruth in all of this. Because remember, Boaz feeds her. And Ruth holds back some of the food to take home to Naomi. And then he sends her home with all this extra grain And Boaz, this picture, this beautiful picture and type of Christ in this book, we found out that he was qualified as what is called a kinsman redeemer, the goel in Hebrew. The goel is a powerful word. Remember, it means redeemed. It's a beautiful word. But Ruth didn't understand this. She didn't understand all the traditions of Israel, but Naomi did. Naomi understood this. She knew the customs and laws of Israel. Again, she is a picture of the Jewish people. She knew all of this. And so Naomi explained all this to Ruth, that Boaz was a kinsman redeemer. And if you remember in chapter 3, I told you that the kinsman redeemer in Israel had four areas where he was supposed to, under the law, redeem the family. Four areas. Number one, he could redeem the slave. Anybody in the family who was sold into slavery could be redeemed, could be bought. The ransom could be paid to redeem that family member out of slavery. He was also the one, if a, la- if a piece of land was lost during a hard time when a family had to sell it, he could redeem that land. We know also he was the one who was the avenger of blood. He could redeem the murder of a family member. But then also he could continue the family line. He was supposed to continue the family line for a family member who had died. And in all four of those elements, we see a beautiful picture of our kinsman, our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Because he bought you and me out of slavery. We were enslaved to our sin. We had no hope. We had no future. It was utter bitterness for us. But he bought us. He paid our price. He paid the ransom on the cross of Calvary. 
And not only that, we saw that he, even though the redemption ultimately is its future, we see that in the book of Revelation in chapter 5, he redeemed the land that was lost by our relative, the world, the earth, and Israel, all of it. But not only that, he's the avenger of blood. He is going to judge the one who came to kill, steal, and destroy. And that's coming as well. And lastly, we know this. He has raised up a family, a family of God to continue the family. And we saw that Naomi began to have hope in all of this. She instructed Ruth on how to ask Boaz for a covering, how to go to him, how to ask for him to become a kinsman redeemer to redeem her. And Naomi, again, a picture and type of the, uh, the Jewish nation. She's also a picture and type of the Hebrew scriptures, the Old Testament. Remember, it was to light the way for the Gentiles. And in this way, she instructed Ruth, this Gentile woman, how to receive redemption, how to ensure her future. She instructs Ruth on how to do this. She points her to Boaz, the kinsman redeemer, and she shows her that she must request a relationship. It's not just this cold thing. This is such a beautiful picture for you and me, because I told you, many in that day will come, the scripture says, and say, Lord, Lord, did we not do all these things in your name? And he's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you, you worker of iniquity, because there was no relationship. He's going to say, I never knew you. And so Naomi points Ruth to the covering of the kinsmen, but also to relationship, to redemption, but relationship. And I talked about, again, that word redeem, goel, it's the word for kinsman. It means redemption or redeem or to be redeemed. It's used 23 times in the book of Ruth and 13 times alone in chapter 4. And again, you want to know the heart of God? This whole book declares the heart of God. The heart of God is redemption. He wants to redeem a lost people. That is what his plan is surrounded. That is what he's done since the beginning of time. The lamb slain before the foundation of the earth. The lamb that would come as a little baby. Emmanuel, it's a beautiful thing, but it's used 23 times, this word redeemed. And if you think about the book of Ruth, just look at this. It's not just any story. It's the story of a Gentile bride rescued by a Jewish redeemer to raise up a family in the line of a Jewish woman named Naomi. Do you see any parallels here? To graft them in, so to speak. And so we saw in chapter 3 the picture of our relationship. Our kinsman, he desires a relationship with us. We must come to him, lay at his feet, ask for his covering, and we must be those who are willing to get to know him, to have a relationship with him, to, to request not only redemption, but relationship. And Ruth did this all according to what Naomi had instructed, and we saw at the end of chapter 3 that Ruth had to simply sit still and wait for the kinsman to do his work. She had to wait on the kinsman redeemer. He had to do work and remember what had to be done because we learned there was another, a closer relative, another kinsman. But just like our nearest relative, Adam, the nearer relative to Naomi could not redeem Ruth because he was not willing. Therefore, he did not qualify. And in Ruth chapter 4, in the first 10 verses, two weeks ago we saw this. We saw Boaz, he went to the city gates to ask for the right of redemption. And when the closer relative failed to redeem, because he wasn't willing or able, Boaz declared publicly and legally that he would redeem Ruth, that he would redeem this gentile. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org.
Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.